0: Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other, and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. So, I'm going to bring a little message today. I think um, what was that moment in worship, I had a real encounter, but we were sharing before that. Um, we were joking one time in staff meeting about only having one message to share, and that message is Jesus. And what we're saying today, I hope, through everything, through the all that is being shared today, through the worship, through our encounters with each other, through what I'm going to bring a little bit of today, and my goal is that we encounter Jesus, a real, a real living person, a living Spirit who came in the flesh, he wants to meet us today, and uh, do something for us all. Um, So we've been in a series called The Kingdom of Heaven is Light, that amazing intro video. I say it's amazing because I helped make it with the help of of Barney. Um, But yeah, yeah, shout out Barney as well, that's beautifully. Um, But we've been in a series exploring the kingdom, um, this kingdom of God, this beautiful kingdom that we get promised that we can enter into. And we've been in different parables that Jesus would share, little bits of story and little bits of um, imagery that would help us to understand this because... Who knows, sometimes it can be a little bit complicated. You hear something like the kingdom, it can be a little bit complicated, it can be a little bit ethereal. So Jesus uses parables to ground it. And parables are all about imagery, to help us see and visualize. So I've got a few little pieces that might help us visualize today, because I want to see you as well. We're going to read the parable. Today we're going to do uh, the parable of the leaven, uh, which come up on the screen. I'd like us all to read it out together, if possible. Shout out to Damien as well. Um, big round of applause for Damien, please, because... Sometimes we only see when, when things go wrong and we forget to shout out people when things are going right, when everything's going smoothly, you know, so shout out, Damo. We'll be, we'll be a team today, I've got a few slides. Um, can we read it out together because I'm a family man, I'm a team man. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself, my name is Karim, I'm 27, I'm from Bradford, I'm proudly Jamaican, proudly English, proudly from West Yorkshire, I've got my family up at the back there, my dad, my stepmom, my sisters. Thank you so much, I love you all, thank you for coming. Let's read this out together, and we'll start, the parable of the leaven, let's start. He told them another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed into 50 pounds of flour until all of it was leavened. Amazing. Now, one thing that took out to me straight away, I was like, how much is 50 pounds of flour? Turns out 50 pounds of flour is 22 kilograms, so I've got some things that are also 22 kilograms to help us picture. Go to the first one. Four gallons of paint is 22 kilograms. Next one. 10 bags of sugar. Next one. A newborn American bison. Next one. A clouded leopard. Next one. A collared peccary. Or a professional drum kit. So it turns out there's a, lot of, there's a lot of flour. This is about one kilogram of flour. I'm actually going to pour it all out, guys, because we only do visuals here. I'm going to clean up the mess afterwards. This is one kilogram of flour right here. Now, I want you to imagine 22 times this amount of flour. That's the picture that Jesus was painting. That's a lot. He was painting a picture of um, the world. Everything that we see, something that seems so big. Sometimes, sometimes the world to us, it's not always easy. Sometimes there's problems that come with it. Sometimes it's a bit messy. Sometimes the things that we face in life, it seems too big for us to handle. There's a large amount that needs changing. There's somewhere that we want to be, but this is where we're at right now. There's big pile of flour, 22 times this amount. Who knows, life can be a little bit messy sometimes. 22 times this amount. But when we have flour, when he was painting this picture, we know where we want to end up. We don't just have Flower, the picture story that he was telling the picture that he was painting. We had a goal and a vision as well. And who knows that the intention of this parable is not for Flower to stay like Flower. This is from Ancort's Compadio Baker. I went there this morning. (laughs) We have a goal, we have a vision, we have a dream. Can just put my next slide quickly? There's a dream, there's a vision of where we want to be. And now, hands up if if you've ever had a dream for your life, maybe something, a goal that you wanted to achieve, something, a life that you wanted to live. We all have dreams and visions. We have a picture of where we want to be. And what I want to share today is a little bit that we all have these dreams and visions and sometimes they they change over time. I know when I was 15, I wanted to be an architect. When I was 16, I wanted to be in a band. When I was 17, I wanted to become an economist. When I was 18, um, I just wanted to be cool. When I was 19, I came to university. I just wanted to be like everyone around me. By 20, I wanted to be a DJ. And by uh, the time I finished uni, I was in a pretty bad place. I just wanted to make it through. Um, And now we're here now. But what I want to share today is a little bit that all of these dreams and visions, all of our kind of the, the longings of our life, they find their place in a much bigger story, in a much bigger vision, in a God who has all of these dreams and visions, find their place in something much greater. And today we're going to try and find out how maybe all these individuals, everyone that we see around here, we're all family. All of our individual longings, our desires, our dreams can find their place in a much bigger story. And so that's where we're going to go today. I'm going to uh, pray. Um, Not yet, not yet. Almost, almost. I'm just going to pray and then we're just going to uh, get into it. Lord, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are our vision, our dream, God, you have good plans for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, Lord. Lord, I pray that today you would speak through me, God, just your words, not mine, Lord. I'm just, I'm coming in weakness. Um, my voice is going, Lord. I'm coming in weakness before you, but I pray you would encounter us today, Lord. Whatever we need, God, that you would be our fulfillment, Lord. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the much bigger story, we find that in this thing called the Bible, the scriptures. These things tell us of a, a story of God and humanity for over thousands of years. It can help contextualize where we are now. If we look at the Bible, there's like a little bit right at the end. It's called Revelation. That's the end of the story. We're probably just a little bit before that. So where this little sliver at the end. That's where we are now. And so there's thousands of years of human history that have gone before us. And I think there's something that we can learn today that can contextualize where we find this parable. So we're going to start with a man who had a dream and a vision right in the beginning. The call of Abraham found in Genesis 12, 1 verse 3. The Lord said to Abraham, I put these on so the spelling mistakes are my fault. The Lord said to Abram, go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the peoples of the earth shall be blessed through you. So God's got a story. He has a a vision for Abraham. And God's got a vision for all of your lives. It's to bless you. He wants to make us into a great nation, a nation that will bless the earth around us. That's our vision. It finds ourselves in that. But Abraham was an old man. Abraham uh, had this this destination, this idea, this place to get to. Next slide. He had this place that he wanted to get to, but who knows, sometimes that seems quite far away from where we are now. I don't know what we're wanting for our lives right now, but it can seem like the place we're at, where we started this pile of mess over here, is quite far away from this vision, from this dream. Abraham was an old man, and his wife, Sarai, at the time, she was unable to conceive, she was past the age probably like 70 or something old. I don't know if you want to be having babies at 70, but each to their own. Um, but that was a dream and a, and a, and a desire. And, and Abraham knew this. So in, in Genesis 15, verse two, Abraham said, but Abraham said, Lord God, what can you give me? Since I'm childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Who knows? Sometimes like we can see our situation, like Lord, where am I right now? I actually don't like it. What can you give me in this situation? I don't see any physical way possible to get from where I am to where I want to be, to get from where I am to the promises that you want to be. I don't see any way. Now, the word of the Lord came to him This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. So there's a bit prophetic in there as well, but hey. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, Your offspring will be this numerous. So he has a destination. It has a place that it wants to go. But who knows, sometimes this vision, this, this place it wants to go, whenever God gives us a promise, gives us a story, maybe a vision where it wants to go, there's a gap in between. When we have the dream and he's given us the destination, there's a bit of a delay. I don't know who's ever experienced a delay. Maybe someone's, maybe sometimes, I know we've got Amazon super delivery now, but back in the day, you used to have to wait a few days for things to be delivered. I think God still works in the ancient ways. He doesn't give us it straight away. He's not on next day delivery. He's not Jeff Bezos. He brings a bit of a delay. And in that delay, there's a preparation, there's a time of waiting, there's a time to prepare, there's a process that we can go upon. But in the delay comes a temptation. In that in-between, I'm in the in-between right now. There's some dreams on my life. I'm in the in-between. I don't know how I'm going to get from there to there. And in that delay, there comes a temptation. This is where frustration sets in. This is where a bit of bitterness might set in, a bit of unforgiveness. Lord, you said, you said something about my life. You promised me these good things, yet I'm in this tension. I don't see it right now. And the temptation is always to do it in our own street. Lord, if you can't do it, I'm going to need to find a way to do it myself. In our story of Abraham and his wife, Sarah, there wasn't, the kid didn't happen straight away. So, in that delay, there was a temptation for Abraham and Sarah. Should be a slide on Genesis 16, verse 1, verse 2. Abraham's wife, Sarah, had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarah said to Abraham, Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her, I can build a family. And Abraham obliged, like a good husband. I'm not married, so I don't know. I, if that joke lands, then it lands. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the temptation is always to go to another source for the fulfillment. If God's not going to do it for me, then I better find my own way to get there. Who knows sometimes? You've all, we've, all been, we've all been young and youthful and a little bit stupid. Who knows sometimes we try to go to another source to get fulfillment. And let me tell you, in the world, there's actually quite a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of different things that are promising to be the source of our fulfillment. Hey, you want this over here? Go and do this. Hey, you want to be good at work? Behave like this. Hey, you want to be popular with your friends? Behave like this. There's a lot of different opportunities to go to another source. The temptation is to control the outcome in our own strength. When there's anxiety, this this right here, this gap, this brings an anxiety. And the way that we want to combat anxiety is always by control. It's like, Lord, just put it into my hands, right? Lord, if I can just measure out all the different areas of my life, if I've got everything in order, I might be all right. And next thing you know, we're spinning plates, doing it in our own strength, running around stressed, anxious about the future. I know in my life, many spinning plates, I don't do it all well. Try to see my family, try to be here, try to go everywhere, try to do this call that God's got on my life and I'm messing it up. Who knows, when we get into control, anxiety just increases and increases, and increases. And it's always the temptation. And humanity has operated this way ever since. Ever since Abraham had that first little, um, I'm going to do it myself. That's how we've begun to operate. That's how culture operates. So we get into control. And i got a little sly. So we have these two ways that control can manifest itself. I say there's one way that's that's prevalent in the culture and there's one way that's prevalent in churches. I said loose, however you want to describe that, but there's one way that the culture says is that, you know what, don't trust in anything higher than yourself. Don't don't submit yourself. Don't trust in the God. Don't trust that somebody else, don't trust that God will do that for you. Put it into your own hands, do it your own way. This is the biggest temptation in the culture right now is do it your own way. Be be in control of your own life, right? Anything matters, any way you can get to that point. There's no promise, God's not gonna do anything for you in the future. If you you want pleasure, get it now. If you want a relationship, go out and do it, get it yourself. You want a little bit more money, maybe a bit of luxury might make you feel a little bit better, go out and do that yourself. It's loose, it's anything goes. And who knows that when you try that, you realize that anything does not go, somehow I end up broken anyway. (laughs) I didn't get to the promise anyway. Um, I just laid a little bit of damage across the way. Maybe I damaged people around me as well. And the church, in, 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 in reaction to this at times, we get legalistic. Hey, let me just restrict it. Let me just restrict it. If I restrict, if I can restrict your movements, maybe you'll get to the destination. If I can live within this confine, the confines, then maybe, maybe we'll be okay. And that's where uh, Jesus finds himself when he brings this parable you find yourself in Rome, Roman oppression. That was a culture from above. Rome had many gods. Could serve a god of fertility, could serve a god of war, a god of finance, a god of workplace, a god of um, uh, seed and growth, whatever. And then you had loads of different, um, loads of different uh, temples. You've got to do a sacrifice over here. Maybe I get what I want over here. Get a little bit of this, get a little bit of that. Had loads of gods. That's, it's just like our culture now There's loads of ways you can get, Any way, any way you want You can find it Any way you want And then, he, and then the church The Pharisees that we talk about When Anna so beautifully shared About the Pharisee and the tax collector This legalistic Are we need to control In reaction to this To this loose culture That we find ourselves in God's judgment is coming Because it's a loose culture Let's just control it Let's get really, really strict And refined As he had these Pharisees And I think that, that Everybody really We're only trying to get from here to hear, No one's really like bad at the core. Like we're not trying to damage ourselves and everyone else around us. Really, I feel like we're all just trying to be happy. There's a little promise, but there's a longing inside of us to be fulfilled. It's just different ways. It's just we're confused. There's different ways to get here. And I feel like when Jesus was delivering the parable, he's talking about a different way. I'm offering a different way, a different kingdom. Something that doesn't look like culture, but it also doesn't look like this restrictive control in your hands. I'm offering a different way. My notes are not coming up, but we've come to the parable again. I think, anyway. Yeah, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and mixed it into fifty pounds of flour until it was all leavened. Uh, Alex, so I come down to my from my glamorous assistant. Round of applause for Alex. <laughs> I've actually got some uh, dry yeast here. So as I'm speaking, Alice is gonna, gonna be we're gonna be doing some things for us. When I said I want to put this, this yeast and uh this is our flour. I want you to open up and mix it in. And apparently you might need a bit of water as well. So you're gonna mix it in first and then we'll get to the kneading and whatnot. A few things that I, I thought about leaven or this picture, as we'll see when Alice does it. The woman who uh took this, I feel like she was a wise woman, she understood the goal. Yeah, just pop it all in, yeah. She understood the goal. She understood where she wanted to be. She knew the methodology. So I feel like this picture is a wise woman. Can you mix that in for me, please? She mixes it into the loaf until it was all leavened. There's multiple things that I want to bring out of this, but imagine the flower was so big as well. It would take time, it would take process. Alex, can you do me a favor? Can you just uh, get the yeast out again, please, and put it back in the... Just get... <laughs> Nah, impossible. The yeast is mixed until it, it was all leavened. I think there's a there's a picture first and foremost I want to share. The when the kingdom, when Jesus enters into your life, it enters every aspect of your life. And you can't just pull it out. You can't just separate and compartmentalize and, and I'm gonna have a bit of Jesus over here and then we'll do the rest of me. It's all leavened. This wisdom is that she mixed it in until it was all leavened. And that's the only way you actually get from here to here. The only way the transformation comes is when it's all leavened. If I separate it out, I'm never getting to there. And I want to challenge this a little bit. There's some areas in our life where I've kind of got into, I can control this one. In my relationships, I control this one over here. My finances, that's my bag over here. And then i got church on Sundays. i got the thing that I do for the Lord. In this picture of how the kingdom works, how it will outwork in your life is it's mixed into every area. The Lord's been taking me on a journey of mixing it in because I've tried to have some areas that are just for me. I'm like, Lord, Lord, I work for a church, man. Like, God, I do my bit. I do my bit. And then summer comes in. It's summertime. <laughs> I'm going, honestly, I am going carnival. I'm having a great time. And I'm like, Lord, this is a little bit for me. I'm just going to go and dance and have a good time. And the Lord just hit me recently. He said, "He said, he said, nah, he said, that's not how we're working. That's not how I do it out here. I've I've been watching copious amounts of basketball up until recently. I just love my basketball, innit? Watching copious amounts, right? And God's like, oh, you can't watch that anymore. I'm like, it's not bad, but it's taking away it's taking away time from me. It's taking away your attention from me. I want I want that area. I want to be in that area of your life. I want to be in where you find your entertainment. Do you know what's crazy? When I stop watching basketball, I'm." The only way I can describe it is lust. I'm like sitting down, chilling in the evening. I'm like, oh, there's it. And uh, Mavericks played OKC last night. I'm like pacing back and forth, like, it'd be a good game. Like, Luka Doncic versus Shea Good, just Alexandra. I'm like, Lord, I need it. And I'm like sitting down, literally, like, just on my, just trying to sit down, like, and then I open up the websites. They go on MBA, And then I'm like, and then I feel like conviction. <laughs> I got to close the laptop and go away. I was like, I was like crazy. You don't realize how much your, your body longs for things until you take them away. Until God says, I, I, I want to mix it. I want to get involved in that piece. That's when you realize, Oh Lord, I might have had a few idols in my life. <laughs> I might have had just a few. Next slide. I'm 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 off of the notes now. The notes are not working. So, oh, here we go. Boom. People, people expect, if you want to sit down there, I'm going to call you back up in a sec, Alex. Don't, don't clean your hands, I need them. People expected control, but what they received was incarnation. So Jesus had to paint this picture, because what, they want, what the Jews wanted at the time is like, in all of this mess, God just come down and sort everybody out, just fix it for us. I want to be the top and not the bottom. I'm sick of living a life where I'm oppressed. People are doing things for me, people are choosing what I'm doing. I'm sick of all of that. How does this timer work? Ten minutes of sound. What they received was incarnation. What they received was not a God who would come to control, but a God who would come to get involved, a God who would come to take on flesh, who would get low, who would get mixed in with our mess, who would come down to our level. Philippians 2, if you can put that up on the screen... Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the form of a servant, being made in human likeness, like me and like you. And in being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. If you go back to the previous one, I have a quote from St. Gregory of Nazianzus. That which is not assumed is not healed but that which is united to him is also saved that's our promise today that which is not assumed that which God has not taken on that which has not become mixed in with the kingdom cannot be healed if you need healing today that's that's the invitation mix God in with that Lord enter that area of my life I allow you to have control I invite you in that I need healing because I'm broken I'm doing it my own strength I'm broken I need you in there and he will heal you he will save you can you put a bit of water in? Where's Alex gone? Oh, there you go, Alex. I'm gonna need you to do the final little bit. We've got ten minutes. We're gonna be speeding now. Uh, can you put a bit of water in that? You're gonna knead it into a, into a yeah properly. Yeah, use my bottle. Let's make. Yeah, you can open them. That's alright. Let's go. This is what the Lord's doing to us right now. Uh, as Alex goes, let's go to the bit that says um, it's not pretty. perfect, that's what I'm talking about let me tell you something about the process when God's working into our lives let me tell you something, it's not pretty it's messy, (laughs) it's messy let me tell you that one, it's not always perfect it's not this nice and nice picturesque, beautiful thing, when God's working in your life when he's working in your life, it's messy next one it's a process it's not from here to here there's a process, I'm being worked on God is working, he's moving in my life there's a process The process takes time. I'm deep in prayer, Lord. I repent of my sin. I get it wrong. I repent and I go again. I'm being mixed in, Lord. I'm resisting and then I'm pulling forward. I'm resisting. I'm pulling forward. I'm being mixed in together. Final one. And there's a promise. When we're in this process, it's way easy to forget this is where we're going to end up. There's a promise. His kingdom is a promise. One day in Revelation 21, it says there'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more sadness, no more hurting. This is the promise that what we see now is not going to be as it was. The old has gone, the new has come. So we are making something new. That is his promise. That is what we keep our eyes fixed on. If we go to my last two scriptures. Oh, go back actually. I like that one. Actually, no, no, skip to the end. Go to the end. There we go. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despised its shame and sat down at the right hand of God, of the throne of God. Seated down means he's in authority, he's the boss. Let's go to the uh, two before the leaven and the loaf. The beautiful picture that Jesus is, it's not just a kingdom without a king. It's not just a a concept, and an idea. He's a person who you can have a relationship with. He's the leaven, it's messy, isn't it? don't give up on the process guys do not give up on the process because we've got a vision where we want to go we're keeping our eye we're not gonna give up keep going we're not gonna give up we're gonna get over here jesus is 11 but it's also the love he's he's the way the truth and the life but it's also the destination the final bit john 6 35 i am the bread of life Jesus told them, no one comes to me will ever be hungry again. And no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. That's his promise. So I wanted to leave us. I wanted to do something as we finish. I want to invite us again to commit to the process, to remind ourselves to focus upon Jesus. He is everything. There's a lot of like, I'm not a, I thought I would be like a multiple point preacher. Hey, do this, do that, whatever. But I've only got one message now. I don't know how to get it all right. It's a bit messy. I don't know where. Where exactly I'm heading, but I know who I'm heading towards. I actually don't know the way anymore. I thought I did for a while, but I know this. And so today I want to invite us to take communion. I want to remind us to enter into that process again, to commit to that process. So whatever you find yourself, if you're a little bit broken, a little bit hurting, I don't know the way, but we know the one. We know that we know where we're going. We know where we're heading, and this is it. This is. It's not just. Um, He's also the one who's going to bring us on that process. He's the orphan perfecter. But it's also where we will, we will find our fulfillment. You will never be hungry again. You will never thirst again. And so we're going to take communion. That's, that's, all, that's all I've got. It's just Jesus, really. We're going to take communion. We're going to remind ourselves about him. I've got a few helpers, if possible. Um, I shouted in my small group over there. Um, if you, they've got some uh, uh, cups outside, some communion cups and whatnot. Um, but I just want to remind us to focus ourselves on him and that in him... He says, he's the bread of life you eat of me. When we eat this bread, we're, we're refocusing ourselves on his story, allowing him to do his work. And as we do that, I want us to, um, uh, in our spirits, in our souls, invite him in. That St. Gregory of nice seen the quote, that which is not assumed is not healed. When we take that, take that bread of life and we're taking him in, we're inviting him into all areas of our life. We're inputting the yeast that will come into every single area of our life. that He'll redeem it and restore it. And if right now you're here and you're there's a, maybe you've fallen away a little bit, maybe I, I'm not where I used to be. I'm not focused on the Lord anymore. I've taken it into my own strength and control. Like Ralph said, it's not about guilt and shame and condemnation, but it's an invitation again to receive my fulfillment from the only one who can fulfill. And so um, we're going to do communion. We're just going to do communion. Everyone's going to come down to the front. And we're going to take from the same, the same loaf, if that's all right. Maybe a couple stand on this side, a couple stand on this side. Big shout-outs to my small group, man. Round of applause, man. These guys are amazing. <laughs> Alex and Carrie, small group leaders, doing their thing. Um, so we're all gonna come take it from the same level. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it. Ralph said you should bless it and break it. That's cold, that's cool, man. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. And we've got some gluten-free as well. If you all need the gluten, it's next to the flour. I don't know if that's a problem. <laughs> should we put it? <laughs> we, might, we might have a problem, we might have a problem. <laughs> Yeah. we'll get some more we'll bring you a free fork right here right here but I'm going to pray I'm going to bless it and then we're going to break bread together because we're a family man I just want to remind us this beautiful picture like he's got a destination for us all man for this world it's found in him that's all we got man we got one message man it's just Jesus man he invited us to come back again so I'm going to pray I'm going to bless it. I'm going to break. And then just come to the front. I ain't really got an order. I had an idea when the seats were down. It's going to be super smooth. But we are not got that today. So i just going to come and get it. Come and get your bread. Come and get your bread. I'm going to pray and then and let's go. Father, we thank you for your son. Lord, that came down 2,000 years ago, that assumed our flesh, our sinful nature, the weakness and frailty of man, my weakness and frailty. Lord, that lived a perfect life, Lord. You inaugurated your kingdom. You showed people what it looked like to be in the kingdom. Healing. Freedom. Lord, the love of a father enacted upon the earth. You were obedient even unto death on a cross, Lord, that my sins, my wrongdoing, God, nailed you to that cross. You assumed all of my sin. My guilt, my shame, everything wrong I had done, God. You nailed it to that cross, Lord, in your body. And you buried that. Paul says that we, we've been buried with Christ. If we've been buried with Christ, we'll live in him. God, we forsake our old ways today. God, let that stuff be buried. There's some things, I want that to be buried. I want that to be gone. And we take on your new life, God. As we take this bread today, Lord, may we remember that your body and your blood were shed for us. And that you offer now, God, your arms are open wide with nails in your, with holes in your hands and holes in your feet. You're inviting us in to find, to find our fulfillment in you, Lord. You are the fullness of life, God. You are the bread of life. So as we take communion, I pray that you will do a spiritual work. Nothing that I can say or do, Lord, you do a spiritual work. you convict us in our hearts, God, you will heal us. Anyone who needs healing right now, I pray you'll find healing in the bread. Anyone who needs freedom right now from addiction, from pe- healing in the bread. Or mental health, anxiety, depression, healing in the bread. I speak that right now, God, we bless this bread, God, this will be the body of Christ, Lord. It says that by your stripes we have been healed. I didn't have no voice yesterday, but by your stripes I am healed. Amen, I want to bless this and break it in Jesus' name. Thank you for the bread. hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, finelife.co.uk, or follow us on Instagram. God bless. and See you soon.